Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, everyone out there. Hope you're, you're having yourselves a lovely time. My name is Andy, and I've got with me here, Jake. Hello, Andy. Very glad to be here today. How are you all doing out there? And how are you doing, Andy? I am doing amazingly good. Nice one, nice one. Uh, so, guys, we actually don't have a movie to review for you this week, but there's plenty of news out there, especially in the world of pop culture. So we're pretty much going to get straight into that. Before we do, though... Andy, have you had any film or TV adventures this week? Not this week. Honestly, not this week. It's all been Game of Thrones. Nothing new, no film scene, nothing new on Netflix. It's been a very silent week for me, film-wise. Yeah, pretty much the same for me. It's been all Game of Thrones. Although last night I did go to the cinema for a 30th anniversary special of the first Batman movie. Man, that was fun. Yeah. Now, it was fun to see. It's the first time I've seen that movie on the big screen. So that, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to see it. Uh, it was remastered as well in 4K, and it, it looked gorgeous. And man, the film still holds up. Really? I, d- I do genuinely... This, there's some parts of it that obviously are a bit dated and stuff for that. But as a film, man, it, it holds up. It holds up. And Jack Nicholson's performance is, yeah. is fantastic. I'd love to see it, if not for anything, for just seeing it in a cinema. That's something I'd love to see. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a really nice experience. I mean, it's a big year for Batman. It is the 80th anniversary. As we know, Detective Comics issue 1000 came out, which is a big landmark for DC. So with that, we're going to go straight into the news. And this first topic is simply called Movie and TV News. So on the topic of Batman, the biggest story to come out this week... It's the story we've all been waiting for since first announced that Ben Affleck was not going to be playing the Batman anymore and it was who is going to be the next Batman. We don't have anything confirmed yet, but there was a report that came out. Uh, The leading contender is Robert Patterson, as well as Nicholas Holt. I do think Robert Patterson has the slight edge over it. As well as, again, it's not confirmed, but the villains seem to be revealed that in the movie it's going to be Penguin, and the Catwoman. So, Andy, you heard this. Yep. Twitter exploded. Yep. Overall thoughts about if... Okay, it's not confirmed, but if it is confirmed, what your thoughts about Robert Patterson as the Batman? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Like, the transition from, you know, what the... What was it called? Twilight movies? To becoming the Batman. It's, it's, that, that gap is too... It's too wide a gap to cover I'm just not a fan. I can't see him as Batman. I just can't. I still see him as the slender, tall guy. Whereas in my head, Batman is supposed to be a grounded, muscle-bearing guy who's got a lot of martial arts skill. And I just can't see... I just can't see that in Patson. I can't. I, I stand to be corrected, but it's just not doing it for me. Just the announcement wasn't... I, I wasn't excited seeing that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to slightly disagree. Now, Robert Patterson wouldn't have been my first choice at all. I don't know exactly who would have been my first choice. There was rumors going around um, a few months ago that Jake Gyllenhaal was up for it, and I would have been like, yes, Jake Gyllenhaal's back. That would have been epic. But it looks like we're going to get Robert Patterson. Now, I'm not opposed to this idea at all. Uh, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I was not a fan of the Twilight movies. But since those Twilight movies, man, has this guy grown as an actor. Two films in particular he's been in, I don't know if you've seen them, and that's The Rover 
and Good Lives. Have you seen those films? I haven't seen them. No. Honestly, watch those two films, and I guarantee you, your opinion will change about him. In those, he is phenomenal. I think he's got he's got the duality. I think he can get the brooding. I think he's got it there. And I also think he's a, he is a very very good actor. He's come a long way since Twilight. I think, and, he, and in all his films, I haven't seen all the films he's been in since then, but those two stand out for me. He's worked hard to mm. become an established actor. And other rumors around that Christopher Nolan in his new film is going to be hiring Robert Pattinson. So when you get two talented filmmakers like Matt Reeves and Christopher Nolan looking at this guy to lead their films, I think it says a lot. Uh, I also think this report, because they've let the public know now, doesn't mean I think he's already been cast. This would have been locked in months ago, I think. Uh, they're just letting us know now. And I, he would have gone through auditions and things like that. And for me, Matt Reeves clearly sees something in him to hire him to take on this role. Because this is a difficult role. Any superhero, I'd say, is a difficult role to take on. But Batman's one of the hardest, I think. Because he is arguably, for most people, some of their favorite superhero. He has, with Superman, the longest history. We've had most films with him as well. So we, we have a basis to, you know, Michael Keaton... Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, we have all this basis to base him off. But I'm really, in, I am interested. I'm very, very intrigued to see what he brings. So right now I'm like, he wouldn't be my first choice, but I can see him as, as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Mm. I see him definitely as Bruce Wayne. I can see him that suave sort of, you know, playboy attitude because he's got, that's the really important thing about playing this character. You need to not just nail Batman, you need to nail Bruce Wayne mm. because they technically have to be two completely different characters that's yeah. i think that's difficult to pull off almost in a way you have three characters because you have batman mm -hmm. then you have bruce wayne the playboy which is not really bruce wayne and then you have bruce wayne who he really is when he's like uh, in the comfort of his own home with alfred and, mm -hmm. and all that i don't know i think i i've got a good feeling about this i do well, i do have a good feeling i mean i, I hope i'm wrong and I stand to be corrected, but at the moment, I'm just like, yikes, because a bad casting can kill a franchise. I agree. You yeah. know, and a good casting can take a franchise. You see what Robert Down Jr. did to Iron Man. You know, he, he cast somebody good and he can carry the torch for a franchise for 10, 15 years if everything works out. You know, I, I, you know I've never been a fan of... Henry Cavill as um, Superman, Superman yeah. as well. I've, I felt he didn't have that persona to carry the franchise forward, and it's almost looking like I was proved right. He hasn't Super Cavill as Superman, in my opinion, hasn't moved the franchise forward. You know, the brand of Superman, he hasn't moved it forward. Some something like what's his name, Christopher Reeves, the the, ori the originals, yeah, yeah, Christopher. You see what he did to the persona of Superman? He brought it forward. Like Iron Man did for, you know, like Downey Jr. did for Iron Man. I, Cavill, Cavill didn't do that for Superman. And, you know, so we will see how good hit this guy's version of um, Batman, what it does. But as of now, and more information will come up. Maybe I'll change my mind when I've seen the movies you've recommended. And maybe when I've seen the trailer, you know. But um, I'm just holding my breath for this. And we'll see what happens. I mean, we all are ever since it was announced that Ben Affleck was stepping down. We were all like, all mm. right, so who's going to be the next Batman? And 
he has to carry a franchise forward because I believe Matt Reeves has said, I'm doing a trilogy. Yeah. And I believe that the meetings with Warner Brothers, he was like, okay, if you want me to do this, I'll do it, but you need to let me do it. Mm. You, I, I want to do this. And he's, he's already, I believe he said, I've penciled out the story. Like he's probably has, he's probably finished the script for the first movie. Yeah. But I guarantee you, he would have already planned out the second and third and where to take the story. And obviously Batman's character arc. I'm so intrigued. The noir-driven detective story as well. That's true. That's true. That's the premise, isn't it? It's a noir-driven noir mm, detective story. That's true. I actually forgot about that. Which mm. I'm like, you know me, and I've been shouting at the heavens for this for ages. For a detective movie. Movie. Like, mm. obviously, it's a Hollywood movie. There's going to be action. There's going to be big fight scenes. We know that's going to happen. But I'm really interested to see what Matt Reeves, he strips the character back down to who he is, which is the world's greatest detective. Mm. Now, what do you think of... Because obviously Rob Pattinson's considerably younger than mm -hmm. Ben Affleck. He's 32, 33. And I believe the premise is it's not going to be an origin story, but we're going to be, it's going to be like a few years into his career. So it's early career for Batman. How do, do you like that premise that we're going back to a younger Batman? No, actually, these days we've had so many origin stories. No, but that's what I mean. It's not going to be an origin story. No, I mean, story. we've had so many stories that are based on law based on canon or based on original stuff you know i would like to see i like what um i know we're not talking about disney and star wars now okay we will in a minute but i like what disney is doing they are sort of ending the old and just starting charting a new course giving us new stories new things to be excited about I, i'm tired of going back to batman's past and batman's that's why i was excited with ben affleck a more an older more mature um batman i want to see the future i don't i'm tired of seeing the past mm. origin stories we know what happened so for example if um i know this is not the case if penguin i know how penguin ends up you know we all know this so it's i want to see new stuff if that makes sense and no i totally agree with you i saw we'll, we'll get into that then so they sort of not another report announced that uh, the villains were going to be Catwoman and Bat uh, Catwoman, Catwoman and the Penguin. Yeah. Uh, and some people were saying, "Oh, we've seen this before in Batman Returns." I'm a bit like, "Yeah, we have. We've seen those characters on screen before, but how many times have they appeared in the comics? And how many stories have they had in the comics? They've had loads." And I'm just really interested to see what Matt Reeves does with this. I mean, from the ver from first he was signed on, I heard rumors that he wanted to have the Penguin mm. from the start. He wanted to have the Penguin. Now. The Penguin, now, don't get me wrong, I love the Batman Returns movie. Mm -hmm. Danny DeVito as a Penguin is awesome. I mean, I've got him tattooed on my arm. Like, <laughs> he, I, I love him. But wouldn't it be cool to see a modern Penguin, a gangster? He hasn't got superpowers. He's a gangster. Yeah, he's sort of he's, like... He's the controlling the mob. Kingpin kind of thing. type of thing. So that's going to really tie nicely, I think, with this detective story. He's going to be finding out. He's got to sort of beat the Penguin mentally mm. rather than physically and i think the addition to catwoman will be interesting as well because i think that relationship i've always loved because they almost sort of love each other mm -hmm. but they can't be together mm. it's that sort of yin and yang of like i want you to he always said i want you to be better but i have to arrest you mm. yeah you, you, you you've done you've broken the law yeah and i love that relationship i'd like to see it play out even more because the tim burton movies the way I look at them is that they are Tim Burton movies with Batman in it. 
right Ra- rather than their mm. batman movies yeah i see you what know? you mean it's yeah. very yeah. tim burton it's his own sort of weird batman gothic universe yep. that tim burton loves that style while christopher nolan it was a crime movie with batman in it Zack Snyder, you start getting a bit more of what a Batman movie could yeah, be like. Zack Snyder is more. It, Zack Snyder will give you a comic book movie. Comic book movie. So I'm really, really looking forward to see because Matt Reeves, he's I, he's a huge comic book fan. He loves Batman. He mm. said, he said, you know, some of my favorite stories are like the Long Halloween and Year One, which are some of the best stories out there. Man, with this modern technology as well that we have, I'm really. This could be, I think, the first. How do I say this? Um, most adaptive film to the comics like closer to the source material if you know oh, what i mean oh you reckon yeah well i mean it's yet to be seen but um it's still a long way yeah. away uh, ba- ba- batman has so much source material that's the thing 80 you know, years 80 years so like there were times i'd read batman comics and it would look like i was reading a horror book and sometimes it's crime sometimes it's action thriller and all that Bat- batman takes you everywhere because of the kind of city gotham is so I mean, I mean, of, of course, more will come from this, but um, yeah, it's we'll still see. very yeah, it's early. Still days. Very early. Yeah. When is it? When is the release again? Uh, so the release is June 2021, and I believe they said they're going to start shooting towards the end of this year. Hmm. It's amazing. Now we kind of know movies that are coming up years ahead. Oh yeah. Those days we never knew. We just no. You just saw the trailer. Saw the trailer, trailer like, yeah, oh, yeah. this yeah. movie's coming out. Exactly. Or you'd go to the cinema and you'd see the poster and like, oh, I ha- oh, this is out. Yeah. Then you'd yeah, watch it. Yeah. Then you just go to you. You say to your friend or to your loved one, do you want to go to the movies? Yeah. And you didn't know what they were showing. Yeah. You just went there. And now, and now we pick. just know. We know ten years, years ahead <laughs> of it. It's just the way it's gone. It's amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Very soon we'll probably know when they've shot scene one, scene two. They'll yeah, I mean. <laughs> With movies like this, they normally take what three, three, three to six months to film. Well, to actually shoot a big the, film like this. The principal photography would take them about three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Nah, I'd say a few three months. It's normally well, about I think because maybe Robert Pattinson shoots in three weeks all his scenes, but the overall filming of the whole film, I think, will probably take. And you, no, you no know, doubt they have reshoots as well. There's what we call like the principal photography is the one that has the actors yes the main you know, actors the main actors you know there is a lot of establishing shots uh, yeah, sub actors first ad uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah second you know those that those are the other ones that those are the ones that will then take the three months they are talking about yeah. but the ones with the actual actors they usually do it within three to four weeks yeah and then it, no doubt there'll be reshoots as well yeah there will be reshoots now everybody complain why does everybody get so scared about reshoots well well, uh, depends. Who, who is the everybody you're referring well, to? Well, this I, you see a lot of people on the internet. Okay. Right, that, like, ever since movie, I think it was like the Suicide Squad had come out, they said, oh, we're going to go under heavily, he- big reshoots. And everyone's like, oh, there you go. The film's bad. They've got a reshoot. Well, it's the, it's the thing about this. You won't be in the hospital unless there's something wrong. No matter how small your ailment is, the fact that you are in a hospital means there's something wrong i don't necessarily think there's something wrong now you as a director as filmmakers right Mm -hmm. when you're shooting a film yeah you only really start to get to know what the film is once you're in the editing room yeah wouldn't Mm -hmm. you agree yes when you're starting to piece the film together yeah and then when you're sort of watching it you go i think we can make that better yes it's not necessarily that it's bad they could make it better yeah do you know what i mean i don't i don't think it's something to scream and cry about it it could be that it could be like in the bigger production houses it's you know the producers can come in and be like this does not fit this story doesn't fit into our 10-year plan Mm -hmm. you know and 
sometimes the producers they have a bigger picture than the director the director is only thinking about this his one film but the producers are thinking about how this film impacts the company 10 years down the yeah. line so because of that they will make some suggest some changes to the director the director may not understand and he's like no i want it done this way and the producers who have the bigger picture are like no it has to be done this way and that's why they will have these clashes yeah. outside it but there's so many reasons why i mean i've done reshoots before um there are so many reasons. Some may be because there were some technical mistakes that were made on the day that cannot be fixed in post. You know, so you do that. Some, it's just, you know, for example, what's the name of this film? I've forgotten the name of the film, but it's, it's based on this industrialist in America. It was first Kevin Spacey shot the film. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I know. all the money and in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they reshot the they whole film with exactly. the new actor. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. You know, so, so these kind of things happen. So it's kind of, different reasons and yeah there's all, all sorts that. of different reasons yeah, and also these big studios like kevin feige head of marvel studios came out that before we even start shooting a film we've already planned to have space for reshoots yeah so they are because they already know they're going to have reshoots because, yeah like i said it's only once you're in the editing room you fully start to see what this film is could be yeah i think i mean it's it's the things you can do when you have money it's just that's it's what just I, it's, it's money it's it's money at the end of the day it's money because like so uh, you remember rogue one i don't you've seen the feature at yeah, rogue yeah. one that vader that vader was only added right at the end right at, at the end the director watched it and was like mm, we need something here well and the, the story it. i mean this is a good um, we can go on a, off on a tangent here because we've got a bit more time we're not doing a movie review but that movie was they brought in a new director Mm. to reshoot that movie because yeah. they weren't really happy with what Gareth Edwards were doing. Uh, Tony Gilroy was that he rewrote the script. Yeah. Well, some scenes, not the whole script and came in. Apparently that film was a mess before he came in. Well, we've not watched so we're going to know yeah, what well, is that's a mess. It, but the movie yeah. we saw, well, in my opinion, was well, great. Well, yeah, was, Rogue One was good. Yeah. was great. Maybe because clearly we've seen now after The Last Jedi, we've seen that um, Disney's concept of a bad movie or a good movie may not necessarily align or be in sync with what their fan base thinks. So that movie they say was rubbish may have been even better than Rogue One. And well, yeah, Rogue apparently One, it was a much darker film than when we actually got. Who, who doesn't? Who, like, I, mean, I, I heard, who, who I heard that. This, this is not, I'm not confirming this, but I heard that the, the, the heroes of Rogue One, they didn't, the way they went out at the end of the film, I thought was, was nice. It was sort of poetic. But in the original, it was Vader who slaughtered them all. Yeah, I heard he came down on the yeah, beach. Yeah, and he and he, he came, and I, I, me as a fan, I would have liked that. But I can understand Disney going, mm, maybe that's a bit too so dark because yeah. you, especially for kids. So you've this whole movie, you've gone with these characters to then all be slaughtered. At, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why maybe I mean, that would have rubbed people the wrong way. Even I was shocked when I watched. I can remember when I watched Rogue One. You know, and there were lights when everything went white and they died. I was surprised because I think I remember thinking to myself, I think that's the first film Disney has actually killed off the main characters. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was thinking that to myself, and you know, you confirmed well, that all that in that one go, all in everybody yeah, yeah. just died, and that's so unlike Disney because it, it took me by surprise. Yeah. yeah, like on a beach, the sunrise, like you'd always think that at last minute a spaceship is gonna come in and take them Save away, them, but yeah. nothing. They yeah. just killed them all. I, I, I thought some characters were going to die, but I, I genuinely thought they were going to save the, the Cassian and Jin. I thought they, they're, they're going to survive. They're going to survive. But no, they killed them all. So cool. So they, they even went 
beyond their yeah. normals for for what they did. But it how made much sense more. to the story. It did. That's why. Even the even Darth Vader coming down to slot all of them would have made sense. It would have made sense. If somebody, if but again, I can understand why they yeah. decided not to do that. I agree. Yeah. Right. So we'll stay on Star Wars. Big big news for Star Wars recently. So last week we didn't have an episode last week, but last week they announced three new Star Wars movies. They're known. Uh, no names, just untitled Star Wars movies, 2022, 2024, 2026. The internet went mad, speculating, oh, who's this? who are these movies? What is this movie going to be? Is it the Game of Thrones guys? Is it Ryan Johnson? What's happening? This week, we now have a confirmation from Uncle Bob himself, Bob Iger, mm-hmm. that the first movie, he specified the first movie after the rise of Skywalker, which will be 2022, is by Benioff and Weiss. Just to clarify who these guys are. So Benioff and Weiss, I mean, if you if you're a fan of Film Seven, you know who these guys are. They are the writers and lead showrunners of Game of Thrones. And if you ask me, the past ten years they've done a fantastic job, and I am so excited for them to come to the Star Wars galaxy. If they can do what they did with Game of Thrones, half in, of it, even just ha- half yeah of half it. of it in Star Wars, you give me the law of the Jedi and the Sith, and man, this could be. The, these movies, if done correctly, they could they could match up to the original trilogy. Of course, to the original of trilogy. Of course, if they, they do it well, if it's done well, this could this could get fans going crazy. Like, and so we all know that we're gonna get a beautiful film. Yes, you, we all know the visual effects. We all know the combats, and we all know that's all gonna be good. So that's not in question. But it's the story and characters and the characters. If they can give us something, oh, that would be. And with their experience from Game of Thrones, so you're mixing Game of Thrones and Star Wars together. It's just amazing. I, I, I I'm almost certain it's going to be based on the Old Republic. So am I. Yeah. So I mean, again, we have no confirmation that that's what they're going to do. Yeah. But it makes sense. Exactly. Like I don't think Disney or Lucasfilm. Hired that they hired them because of Game of Thrones, exactly, and and it just makes sense that that sort of medieval, old history, yeah, old republic, it just makes sense. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, so I think what Disney has just said is just all the guys that did Game of Thrones, we just we want them in our yard, and how do you get them? Just get the showrunners. The showrunners will be the ones to gather everybody, the clan back together again. I know we spoke about this last time, and you wanted them to cast some of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, folks I'd, I'd li- in Star Wars. I would like to see some of the Game of Thrones people in there. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I just want new people. I just because I don't want to watch. I wouldn't it. be opposed to new people either. Yeah, I wouldn't at all. Yeah, I don't want to watch it and just and see Jon Snow, you know, as a Jedi. No, I want to see a new person, a new person in my head. So mm-hmm. anytime I think of Jon Snow, it's sort of like we we're talking about Chris Patterson. Anytime I see and think about him, I can't not see him not being pale skinned as a twilight. Yeah, yeah as a vampire, you know, no, yeah. yeah, I can't unsee that. And I know we're going to talk about um, Aladdin very soon, you know, and Will Smith. You can't unsee certain things, and so Jon Snow, seeing him as you know in Game of Thrones, I can't unsee that. So I'm just I don't want any of the game unless some people. I totally get what you mean. I mean, it's always been the Star Wars thing though to get new people. In the originals, he cast unknowns. In the prequels, he pretty much cast unknowns. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, and in the sequels with, with J- JJ, you know, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, 
these are all unknowns. Yeah, that, they weren't they weren't A-listers. I mean, I knew them, but yeah. we all knew them, but they weren't like Well, no, they're, these are like new people. Yeah. Like, you know, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, those are their first films. Well, no, actually, I've watched a couple of films. The first J- big film. Big film, yeah. First, John, like, John Boyega has been around. Yeah, but no, this was definitely Daisy Ridley's first film. Before, first before that, all she film. did was, was theatre. Mm. This was her first film, mm. let alone indie film. This film. Mm, okay. And she's the lead in the Star Wars yeah. movie, so... Uh, but that's always been the Star Wars way, so I'm not going to be opposed if they decide, no, we want all new cast, males and females. Cool, give it to me. It's going to be so good. It, let's, well, let's, let's wait, let's wait. But, I mean, let's talk about the premise of this. This, like I said, this could be amazing. Mm. I think it's something the fans want. Yep. Um, what I don't want them to do, though, is that I want, I'd like, I want the premise to be Old Republic, but I don't want them to look at the video games and go, let's just do that. No, D- don't do that. That's already been done. Mm-hmm. Take the premise and give us something new. Yeah. But with the story beats that we want to see, the the rise of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, the you know the politics of the Jedi for them, some people to realize, no, wait, why are we doing this when we could do this? And then they turn to the dark side mm-hmm. and then the, the war between, man, that's... I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be very origin centric it's going to be very the origins of the jedi and all of that i think that's where they're going to go and um yeah i think that's it's going to be very you know it's going to be there's going to be a lot of battles and all they, they just they, battles and they're going to be lightsabers and it's going to be really cool but i also want to see some more weird force law stuff you know, like yeah. really get deep inside the force and what it means. Yeah, I don't think they'll go that far. I think they can. Like but not not like George with midichlorians, mm-hmm. but more of a an emotional. Disney point. Disney is not there. Disney Disney's more they want to make people happy and get make you money. You say while that, but it. then I don't think they would have hired these guys if that was gonna be the outcome. They're that you can I can sort of see that they're very strong willed. They're gonna be like, nah, I wanna do this. You know what? You bring me on, I wanna do this. You know, the DB, the Benioff Wise, they they didn't write Game of Thrones. No, they no, only yeah. produced it. You know, they ran the show that was written by somebody else. So yeah. they know. Well, but they wrote the screenplays. What the teleplays? I mean, they, they oversaw it. Yeah, and I, they're obviously they didn't write the books, but they wrote the TV series, which is based off the books. Yeah, but you know, it's so. What I'm saying is that their their strong point isn't the writing. What they, I don't think they're calling them to go deep into the story. I think they're just calling them on to give the the production that Game of Thrones touch, that touch of fantasy. So I think it will be more, it will be colorful, it will have a lot of grandstanding. There'll be a lot of things. I think there'll be some dark moments in there as well. C- well certainly. I mean, you can't talk about the origin of the Sith without some the dark da- stuff. Darkness, because there was a lot of genocide and killing and all of that in the origins. I want to see. I want to see the, the the formation of the rule of two, man. Yeah, I really. I want to bring in Darth Bane. I think it will end. I think this, in my opinion, I think it, that whole thing will end with the um, with that um, Sidious and um, too early. Too, too, yeah, wait. they will do it. They might do a time I, I time jump. I don't. Nah, no? I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think they really want to establish this is way, way, way before. The main story. Yeah. I, I think they really want to go. No, this is forget that. This is here. Focus on this. But it's and, I, and me as a fan, I want that. I, I don't want to tie like, for example, they said if it, if it takes like a thousand years, I want them to go before Yoda because Yoda's what nine hundred years. Yeah. I don't want to see baby Yoda. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know, I don't want to see Baby Yoda with his baby lightsaber training. I, I don't want to see that. Just go before. Something tells me, something tells me, and I hope I'm wrong. Something tells me that's where it's going to end. It may not start there, but it's going to start with, we're going to see... The ending's okay. Easter, we're going to see an Easter egg that ties what we've just seen to... Um, a galaxy far away. Yeah, I'd see, maybe at the end of it, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see them maybe a tie. Maybe you see like the uh, Yoda's family with a little baby. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of funny. So obviously these guys, they're going to be, looks like the writers of these movies and executive producers. Yeah. But here's one for you. Who do you want to direct these movies? Hmm... That's now, a hard one. And here's another question for you. Do you want the same director for all three or do you want to get what, a different director for each movie? A different director for each movie. A different director, certainly. Uh, but it's... I can't answer that yet till I know what they want to do. Then I can say, yeah, I'll want this director. Because there's no point me getting... Um, what's his name? Um, that did the last episode of Game of Thrones. Um, um Oh, I don't, I'm not a big fan. I don't really know the director's names of Game of Thrones. Oh, um, Kasper, uh, I forgot his name. It has a K in there. So, you can't call him for a scene that is... You can't ask him to direct an episode or a film that has very little... That, that has very little combat. He's very good at his war scenes. He's directed the very best war um, episodes and I think that's where his strength is so I need to understand what they want to do then I can tell you yeah I think this director that director will be good what do you think uh, Catherine Bigelow uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow I think is a shoe in like, uh, so Catherine she's done she did Detroit recently that John Boyega movie which is yeah. a very underrated movie that movie should have got way more love she did Zero Dark Thirty oh she also did The Hurt Locker oh. Point Break Come, she's she's got I think she can do it man I really want to see a Catherine Bigelow movie okay okay I think she's been around and the block I, and I also like to see if they do change up I want to see what's his name Chad let me what's just get he, what's he what's he worked on before uh, John, the director of John Wick uh, Chad Stahelski I want to see him do a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but it depends on the story, though. No, yeah, but this is why. You got the Game of Thrones guys for the story. Yeah. This guy will be the director. He'll They'll tell him, follow these story beats. Obviously, pl- do th- little things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But this is the story arc we're it, following. If it's going to be like a political, you know, as you want, you're very political and all that, you don't want these kind of guys because their talents no. will be wasted. But man some of the action scenes uh, John Wick I would arguably say is some of the best action movies I've yeah. seen in the last 10 years 20, 20 years they are fantastic like the choreography in them is brilliant you say I can, if you say do you want to see that in Star Wars hell yeah yeah but if it's, if it's what if it's a story about that serious you know and it's all about politics and all of that well, okay thing. well that's that's different but this is what I'm thinking if it is going to be Old Republic yeah I want to see some crazy battle scenes I want to get this guy involved. Yeah, if at it, least, at least as maybe like an assistant director or as a, you know, because sometimes you always get uh, directors just doing like the action directors. Do you know what I mean? Where they're just directing the action scenes because that's what they bring in specialties in for that. That would be really cool if they do something there. Anyway, 
we've got well, Star Wars. So much to talk about Star Wars. Let's quickly go on to the next did one. They, well, just before we move on, did they talk about the Ryan Johnson movie? No. Well, okay. <laughs> let's get into talking about this. So there's there's all sorts going on that about is Ryan Johnson going to be doing his movies? Now, I, at this point, I I still stand. I think he is doing his movies. I I do think it's like like him or hate him. I think he's moving ahead. Now, what some people have been saying, and I've seen some rumblings, is that Ryan Johnson and Benioff for Weiss are working very closely together to plan the next 10 years of Star Wars. This is the report I've read. This is not coming from me. This is coming from a source from Disney, that they're working together and they're planning the next 10 years of Star Wars movies. Now, are they? does that mean Ryan Johnson's doing his trilogy and they're doing theirs and they're going to interweave them? That'd be kind of cool. Uh, that, well... Here's the thing, right? When can you but can you imagine though if you had like three movies of Benioff and Weiss focusing mm-hmm. on the Sith, mm-hmm. and then three movies of Ryan Johnson focusing on the Jedi to all accumulate in a seventh movie? I, I don't. The problem is I don't trust Ryan Johnson to do a good job. You understand? I I, I really don't. I personally think his movies are not going to happen. I, I just I think they're not going to happen. The backlash from the Last Jedi. Yeah, but most of the backlash was because of characters we know and love. Now, with Ryan Johnson, you, you like whether or not you like The Last Jedi or not, you can't deny he is a very talented filmmaker. Yes, he is. He, he knows how to make a film. Yes. Now, if you've seen Looper, again, Looper's a fantastic movie. Again, one of the best sci-fi movies I've seen in the last 10 years or so. If you say, I can get that in Star Wars as well, completely new characters that we have no emotional attachment to. The thing about, so here's the thing about directing. Directors, they have their strengths. They have the kind of stories they can tell, and they excel in those stories more than they excel in other things. So the fact that somebody directed one type of movie doesn't mean he will be able to direct another type of movie to the same level of excellence. So that's something I agree, to be yeah. So you know, he's done Lupin, and he's done some really cool stuff. But Break, is it? Break, and he, he does not, he, it has not translated to to the Star Wars thing, you know. And I just think um, Disney's just going to be like, there's just too much at stake for us to let him... I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, there's, back there's to... that, but you also have to look at it from a business standpoint. Yeah. Now, he made them a lot of money. Again, whether you... Uh, business is business. Last Jedi is in the top... I think it's number 11. Top 11 highest grossing so films of let me all ask time. A question. Sorry to interrupt, but let me ask you a question. Did Ryan Johnson make them the money or they made the money? Because the film made money. Yeah, the film made money, but it's not because of because Ryan Johnson brought out a good film. It's because it's Star Wars. A Star Wars film will no, make you, money anyway. No, no, you say that, but look at Solo. Yeah, but it's different. It's it's it's, 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 it's different. Because this was first of all, Solo came out after The Last Jedi. So there was a lot of... And too soon. After, yeah, and yeah. too soon. Yeah. So, you know, Solo is faced the repercussions of... What With an uphill battle. Exactly, yeah, yeah. you know. So um, any, but any film, they, any Star Wars film will make money. Like, but you know how, like, when yeah. you get into a taxi... To a certain extent, yes. Yeah, you know I, how you get into a taxi and it's already reading yeah. time. There is like 500 million. Star, if, if it's a Star Wars film, there's already 500 million in the, in the, in, in the bank. So what you're actually, what they will reach you with is everything above like 500 million. So he made how many, how much? I think it came to 1.4 billion. Yeah, so he made them about 500 million. But I'm telling you that 
on in that hollywood level any director would have given you that would have given you that money you yeah, know well. because star wars isn't ginger star it's been around for 30 years 40 40 years so that's 40 years worth of work in what you know so they would definitely make money i don't think he made the money i think it's the also, franchise it's made also money. the production of the last jedi was the smoothest it was ever been yeah, so because they, did had you not pro- they had problems with jj in force awakens they had problems with gareth edwards in rogue yep. one they obviously had a lot of problems with solo last jedi was the only one that the business went smooth but that may not be a good thing no but for example but like from us perspective not mm-hmm. a good thing but look at it from a business point of view look at it, the executives who all they look at is is figures yeah that is all they look at they look at figures how much can this earn us how was the production did we have any problems no he earned us a lot of money we enjoyed working with him give him another film to do you know people like disney they can make 1.2 billion on a film and it'll still be a loss for them you know they don't uh, i mean you know, yeah because a lot of money so, to yeah, be <laughs> no because companies like this they don't just think about um the action in front of them they think about it in the bigger picture so for example you see solo the effects of the, the effects um the last jedi had on solo so it's not one bad decision has a chain reaction of it and nobody's immune we've seen that with game of thrones you can do seven seasons perfection yeah perfection then one episode and you see what people everything goes to to snow you know so they've learned their lesson there is no it's not like he is he's a good director but it's not like he's no zack schneider he's no spielberg he's no he's not like a groundbreaker he's done some cool stuff but he's not one of those people that you know you would if God forbid anything happens to him now in 10 years time you won't be saying to yourself i wish ryan johnson was still alive so that he could direct he's not one of those kind mm-hmm. of people so he's dispensable he's very dispensable. You remember you're saying this to somebody who loves the last jedi yeah <laughs> yeah but you know just you get where I, i'm coming from I, you know i totally get where you're coming from but me personally i think i prefer ryan johnson as a filmmaker to jj as a filmmaker, okay. As a, uh, just purely as a filmmaker, okay. maybe, maybe not in the sensibilities of how to craft a Star Wars movie, but as a filmmaker, mm. I think he's a better one. Yeah, I mean JJ is to me, I call him he's Mister Reliable. You want a film, a good film, just give it to JJ Abrams. You don't want trouble, you don't want backlash, you don't want petitions, you don't want any social media nonsense. Just give your film to JJ Abrams, and he'll sort it out. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. I so will I mean time will tell. Yeah, I, I think mean, it won't happen. You think it will? I think it could happen, but then again, look, I'm not, I'm not betting on that. I could, I could, I can very see them going. No, we've decided not to do that. That it could very well happen. I can see that happening, but I'd like to see it happen. Anyway, we'll crack on. As well, man, we've been talking about this for a long time. So, uh, another bit of Star Wars news is that with the confirmation that Dan and Dave will be doing the first movie, Bob Iger confirmed that there will be a third live-action Star Wars series coming to Disney+. Plus. Ones already announced, as we know, are The Mandalorian and Cassian Andor. I'm going to think this is going to be Kenobi. I think this is Kenobi. It's going to be, I think it's going to be six to eight episodes and one season. Yeah. One, one and done tell the story that we want to tell mm-hmm. and yeah i mean before we start the show we rewatched that um 
scene 38, yeah. the reimagined, which is, you know, I, can't remember, I, I need to give props to the guy or girl who made that because well done. Yeah, Th- that wasn't just good. That was great. Yeah, that, that was, was really great. Good, it, was, it was it, like... We've been waiting for it for years. Yeah, something... And he, and, he didn't and, disappoint. And the reason I think that was so good was because of all the emotional baggage we have with those two characters because of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Man, they can, they can go deep. In that series, and I, I yeah, I really want to see a Kenobi series. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be Kenobi, or yeah, do you want something I, I can, else? I can see it being Kenobi. I can see there, there are two. Um, yeah, I can see it being Kenobi. There was Kenobi, and there was Boba Fett. So there's been three films that has been in my mind that Disney would make. There was Kenobi, Solo, and Boba Fett. So obviously, we've had Solo. So it's now let Boba Fett and Boba Kenobi. Fett's in the but in, I heard in the, in yeah, the bin. They kind of idea. So I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be um, the Obi-Wan movie. And I, I, I like it because that's, you know, one thing everybody said about Solo is this is a movie nobody asked for. Yeah. But no, Solo People is a, are asking, asking for, for Kenobi. Solo, yeah, Kenobi, a Kenobi movie. And that's good. Kenobi movie is kind of thing you give J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah, you something know, like that. You don't want to take any risk. But, you just want a good thing. But that's, you know? that's what I'm really... The reason why I would prefer Kenobi series to a movie is that in a movie, as you know, you've got two hours to tell this story and you've got to move quite fairly quickly. Yeah. With a series, you can take your time. You can have long scenes of characters just talking really get into the head and character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what, what I'm excited about. That's Again, if you give me like Game of Thrones type of storytelling... With like a character like Kenobi, man, that could be so good. You know, and this is what Star Wars fans want. I think. I, you know, I'll just like think going back to the old Republic discussion. It's going to be so good if these guys, if it's there. Because I was just thinking about one of the things I liked a lot about which one was it? I think it was Rogue One or The Force Awakens, where the CGI the establishing shots when they went into planets and seeing the planets and all. and that's you know these Rogue guys Rogue One had that yeah. Rogue One had yeah, a lot yeah. of that they're they very good at world building so give them a series where they can build worlds and it's it's going to be so good and it's, uh, it's going to be good this is how you make a streaming service yeah this is how you Disney this money this year the amount of money Disney are going to earn is is a bit unfathomable Anyway, so we're going to stay with Disney with the amount of money they're going to earn. It's just crazy. It's absolutely bonkers the amount of money they're earning. So Aladdin, we you know, plenty of controversy surrounding Will Smith as the genie and stuff, but they released the first official clip, and it was a small clip of the very famous song Prince Ali as yep. he's dancing through the streets. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah. It's it's. The way I'm looking at this is, and Will Smith knows this as well. He he came out in an interview. I th- believe it was Graham Norton. Yeah, no, uh, that wasn't Graham Norton. That was um... uh, yeah, but it was another one. I saw him on Graham yeah. Norton, oh, okay. and he said, "How could I? You know, Robin Williams didn't leave a lot of room for improvement. He was like, how can I? You can't improve something that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So he started looking at a different way rather than improving. Let's do it a different way, and that's the way I'm going to be looking at this. The original, that's the Robin Williams genie." This is going to be the Will Smith genie. It's a different genie. Mm. That's the way I'm going to look at it. Right. I mean, maybe I have to do the same because I saw the, tri- the clip and I, I don't know, man. I'm still not yet a fan. I'm still not no, yet I a fan. No, I haven't been completely sold. Yeah. But I did like sort of what I saw. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate Will Smith or anything. It's just a no, cast. We love Will Smith. Yeah, we all do. It's, and we love the story of Aladdin. I just think it was a wrong casting decision. 
to just put Will Smith there. But um, don't these producers, don't they, well, producers, their job is to make money, you know, so they know Will Smith will bring in the crowd, That's don't the they? thing, because yeah. you have all the other actors and actresses in this film are new people, relatively yeah. unknowns. So, they so you need one. one you need bring, one person yeah. to bring the crowd in. And who and else? Will Smith's going to bring it. Yeah. He's yeah, always... I mean, Will Smith will always bring a crowd in. Yeah, and he's that kind of person. If it wasn't Robin Williams, in fact, that's what I th- he's more a genie than Robin Williams was. That's what I'm thinking. Like, th- th- to cast the genie, that would have been a terrible job. You as Disney, you're like, oh, we've got to cast the genie. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that can't be an easy job to do. Me thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, okay, Will Smith. And I'm thinking... Who else do you cast? It's got to be Will Smith. Well, like. to be fair, you, you, we saw that inter- we watched that interview together. Remember, Will Smith said when they first told him the idea, he, he was said, like, "Hell, hell no. no!" Yeah. So imagine how many people said "Hell no" and stuck to the ideas. We wouldn't hear about those, but Will Smith may have been the think, ninth person they asked. I think he would have been in their top three. Maybe it's Will Smith. We'll never know, but you know, they could have asked other people. They could have asked. They very well could have. Tell asked Tell me, him. I'm telling you, they could have asked The Rock. Yes, yeah. yes, they but could have asked so, the rock. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's got so the, busy though now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think he, yeah. But they didn't, I don't think they got Will Smith because he's the funniest guy to play the part. They got him because of the crowd he brings. Yeah. And the people that watched the original um, Aladdin also watched Fresh, Fresh Prince. Yes, and they are the, the ones, same time. Exactly. Yeah. And they are the ones that are going to be buying the tickets. So it was more a strategy to bring the crowd. It wasn't because Will Smith is the best person to play this role. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not convinced. I, you know, I, I love Aladdin. I love Will Smith, but putting two of them together, it's not yet working in my head. It's mm. still fragmented in my brain. So we'll see as more clips come up, but I'm not there. I yet. find it really funny. This is completely off topic, but yep. related to Will Smith. In the Graham Norton thing when he was talking about yep. he was talking about the Fresh Prince. Yep. And uh, Alfonso Ribeiro who plays Carlton, he said that when they when they were first starting to do this, he was like, So what's your he's like, so what are you gonna call your character? And he was like, Well I don't know I haven't really thought about it. He's like, well you have to be careful because whatever you name your character, people will call you that for the rest of your life. Wow. He told him. He told. He said, "People will call you that for the rest of it. This show is going to be big. People wow. are going to." He's like, "Will Smith, then." Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't, Alfonso Ribeiro. When you see him, you don't think, "Oh, that's Alfonso." You think so, that's Carlton. Carlton. Yes, that's true, and that's so, why he. Kept so that's his, why he kept his name in the series. Smart choice. Smart. Will choice. Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Smart choice. Very smart choice. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll crack on then. I'm very happy about this. So the box office came out. Last week, we had the release of Detective Pikachu, the Pokemon movie. Mm. I did see it, and I have to say it's a fun movie. If you're, a, if you're a huge fan of Pokemon, if you're from my generation, so like the early 90s, and you, you grew up with all the Pokemon games, go see this movie. It's, it's got a lot of stuff for you. But it has broken the biggest video game opening domestic boxer, 58 million. But, so I don't know if I should be so alarmed or I should be happy because it's 58. Are you telling me that every um, game-based clo- movie? The, yeah, the closest one was Warcraft, and I think it like just broke 20 million. Really? That's it? Just 58 million? That's little in this day and age. Well, You'd expect is, them to make money. We're, we're comparing everything against movies like Avengers and Star Wars. Those movies, it, those, those movies it's crazy. How much money they earn. This is more realistic of what a movie tend should be to, making, tends right? to earn. Do you know what I mean? It, it's just that nowadays we're so spoilt 
with the, these big grand movies that earn the billions and billions of dollars. Mm, this is actually probably really good for the studio. It's true. They've probably gone, We, I would say they've probably spent maybe, I don't know, 30, 40, 40, probably 50 million making the movie. And if they get that in the first three days, that's a win for them. And it's the highest rated video game movie and the highest domestic box office wise so I think it's a wow. win for them I mean it's if obviously once you break this kind of record it's good for everybody involved the directors the, because they will get more work but that's good but I'm just alarmed I that, see a sequel though oh, oh, oh. I th- a sequel's happening I think well I wasn't like I didn't play Pikachu growing up so I, I'm not gonna get all the easter eggs I'm going more for Ryan Reynolds but speaking of this Ryan Reynolds, because he's such a good voiceover artist and he's so hilarious, so that's why I'm probably going to watch it. But speaking of this detective Pikachu and video game movies, we didn't talk about something that was news a couple last week, which was um, the Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it came out and everybody nobody saw, liked it. No. Nobody liked it. And I didn't like it as well. But what really impressed me was what the director did. He came out and said, message heard yeah we're not we can see you're not happy with the way it looks so we're going to change it simple i love i love that that's how to do it he didn't you know you know who it's also but i also think it's very dangerous it is sometimes dangerous because sometimes the fans are not the best people to listen to yeah you have you have to admit that uh sometimes we i'll admit it we get too crazy on our own theories and on what, what what we want to happen then it leads to dark things yeah no but that one was this one no, was okay, no, i agree with you yeah. that one but people need to start being careful though that this doesn't become a trend yeah, yeah i mean Do you, i don't think it will happen all the time no 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 but i think people need to be careful though. the studios need to be careful yeah i mean like Game of Thrones, we've spoken about it. There's a petition to oh. redo season eight. Nobody is going to give that thing a whiff of no. time. HBO are going to look at that and go, what, and is, laugh. what yeah. is this? Get out of it. You know, what, 400,000? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why it's downloaded in the first minute after the yeah. show has aired. Yeah, I, you think, know? I think the latest episode had something like 20 million viewers worldwide. Yeah. 400,000 people. Get out of here. Uh, like, what, what, what? But, but it's just... People, but the truth is, fans now have a voice. Yes, you know we have a voice, but sometimes it's it's a it's an ugly voice as well. A lot of the times, yeah, a lot of times it's ugly. But sometimes everybody like the Sonic. If we didn't, if so, if this was pre pre podcasts like this, pre YouTubers and all of that, that's the Sonic movie we would have gotten. Yeah, probably Sonic with a human. Can you imagine that's what we would have got? After all these years of waiting for Sonic, that, that's but what we're going to get? But also, if you go back to 2006, and this mm. leads to our first story about Rob Patterson cast as Batman, yeah. Heath Ledger gets announced as the Joker. Ah, everyone's shouting, and you know the internet was sort of there, but they were sending angry letters. There was all sorts. And I imagine the Warner Brothers go, okay, we don't do that. We'd have to come with that. Imagine they did that. Yeah. You, that's the thing. You, that's you, you will never know. You need to be careful. You, exactly. You need to. But at the same time, Heath Ledger could have been a flop. He could have. But you know, you they saw know. something that I think. If you think, no matter what the fans say, if you think, if you're confident in your product, I think you should stick with it. Well, okay. So now look at Sonic if the Hedgehog. No, but they're, clearly they're not happy with it. No, they, but for it, do you, for it to have come, do you know the number of people that would have approved said yes, 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 yes. So a lot of people liked it. But the thing about st- studios and creatives is this: we 
like to work with people that are like us. So in the creative industry, in the, in the creative setup, we work. So the things I like would be the things you like, and the things I, I we, we both like are the things everybody in the studio are gonna like. So the fact that we all like it, it's because we are all similar people. So when we throw it out to the public, then we now see the objective view of people who are not like us, and that's what you kind of need to listen to that. But I totally hear you. It it it, it should be balanced it's not every little thing that studios should listen to and obey but but sometimes the most of the times the the the, the, the public is wrong mm -hmm. yeah because what i see is that when you see on social media a lot of people complaining whether it's star wars or game of thrones or, or whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. sometimes you see my you see them complaining like do you even know how to write a screenplay yeah like do you know what it takes to write or direct or or anything to to make a, like you don't yeah so shut up like yeah. I, i'm sorry if, if anyone gets offended but like it's it's some people there's a point you can have opinions but when you start saying something's bad and you don't know how to improve on that you you made a very strong point last week and you said the film is it, it, it's not i'm Paraphrasing what you said, you said the film is not our film, it's the filmmaker's film. They are the ones telling a story. story yeah. We can't tell them how to make it. It's not our story. It's not our story. We can't tell them how to we can't tell them the story to tell. Yeah. Or else it wouldn't be a story, would it? If it's not something you like, cool. You just yeah. say, I wasn't a fan of that, and you move on. Yeah, but so so the public is, yeah, needs to temper that thing with a bit of caution because you can't continuously do all of that but there are times written by the people on twitter yes <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good <laughs> but the, the, but there do but there is a time where some people some things are no i will agree so, sometimes yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah. Will, there will be times where when the majority of people are saying like with the sonic thing the majority of people were like eh, this kind of look this kind of sucks yeah uh but then you get like from the game of thrones side of it when it's the minority and but the but the problem is that the minority are the most vocal yeah yeah, that's the problem, and, and it, then it it sheds this blanket that you think, oh, it, it's all bad. No, 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 no. It's just those people are the loudest. It's because okay. So for example, and you're right because the other day I was talking to somebody who doesn't watch Game of Thrones, and I was like, "Do you watch Game of Thrones?" And her answer was like, "It's about incest, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, dragons and incest. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so see, that's the idea that people what people talk about the most is what people will catch on to yes. so she's probably and people it's, it's it's just human nature we yeah. tend to get attracted to the bad yeah than the good yeah uh, most of the time yeah so next year somebody who's never watched game of thrones when you ask him have you seen game of thrones the person is probably going to hear say something like i heard it was rubbish just because yeah. of this bad yes because of this yes. one episode that's all they're going to hear i heard it was rubbish but it's just watch and watch make your own decision it's the best you show. Mean, you ever. mean like we've said this plenty of times before? Me and ND, he really dislikes the Last Jedi, yeah. and I love it. But we're still friends. We're still doing this podcast together. Yeah. I don't understand people. Uh, whatever. Anyway, we got five minutes left of this show. I mean, I've actually quite enjoyed this no, show. It was we a just, good one, yeah, wasn't we it? We've just yeah. been sort of talking, no much structure, but whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll fit. Well, we'll finish off with uh, the trailer mm. to Midsummer. Oh, man. Yeah, th th so, th this is a good trailer. Yeah, so guys, guys listening, just go on YouTube and type Midsummer 2019 movie trailer 
honestly. This is, yeah, do you want to go on, talk about it first? It just, it looks, this looks creepy as hell. Yeah. And it, it looks creepy without really showing much. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I, it's suspense. Yeah, suspense. The music in it is, is phenomenal. It really sets the mood of what this film's going to be like. And this is, um, I think this is going to be a horror movie unlike anything we've seen before. Yeah. It's very bright. A lot of it looks like it takes place during the day. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. which is interesting for a horror movie to do. I think it's going to focus on some really deep stuff. Because uh, this is a sort of, it's not what, you said it's in the same it's universe the, as yeah, Hereditary, It's yes? in the same universe as Hereditary. So it's not a sequel, but it's, it's like... Yeah, it's in the same universe. Yeah. It's the, have, you've never seen Hereditary. Yes, yes. Oh. You, yeah. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah sorry, so it's the same sorry. It's the same cult that is... It's the same cult, the then, same is it? cult, yes. Cool, so cool. They, they believe the same things about um, bringing um, somebody back to life. So it's the same cult, Yeah. you know. And um, it has... Have you... It's an old film. Have you seen Wicker Man? Yes, yeah, that yeah. very that, old love one. Love yeah. that movie. Yeah. It, it has some. It looks. Yeah, it's got it that has vibe that to vibe it. Vibe of the Wicker Man, you know, and all of that. And obviously, it looks very Jordan Peele. It has yes. that Jordan Peele, the horror on your edge. You don't. You, it's on the edge. Yeah, you, know you can something, feel it in your you bones. You can feel it, yeah, yeah, but you can't see. And the music and the tension of the music and those clock sounds, clock, clock, just just building builds up, builds yeah. up and all that. But. You said something that it's true. I didn't even re- realize it. Most of the shots were in the day, and that you don't see that in horror movies, no, you do don't. you? It's That's, all at nighttime. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, all horror movies are at nighttime or shot in the dark. Yeah, yeah, because because that's fit, what's scary, you know. Scared of the dark, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, but yeah, this is so, guys. You really need to check it out. That it, it looks like because I, I, if you remember when we did our uh, twenty eighteen review, uh, Hereditary was one, one of, of your my favorite films. Favorite yeah, films. Yeah. So to be a film in that universe, it's going to be really good. And the actress, what's her name? I can't remember. I really like her. Yeah, I need to, I, I'll, I'll find that out. But yeah. She's she, up and coming. Yeah, she, she she's, she's, looks really good in this. She's very good, yeah. I really like the story as well because you've got the character arcs between this girl and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, you from the trailer, you could instantly see that this girl seems to be quite a controlling girlfriend. She's like, got anxiety issues. She's got like so, some sort of anxiety issues or depression or something like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it'll be explained more in the movie. And his friends are like, man, you need to dump this girl. And then it just takes an unexpected twist. They go to this festival in Sweden. Mm. It looks dark. It, it And I say, you know, on the nose because everything's in the daytime. But this <laughs> it movie, does, yeah. It does have that very... And I think, I think this movie is going to make me feel uncomfortable at times. That's the idea. It, the music was meant to be... Th- that kind of music, it's on your skin. Mm. It's I can't, really sharp, yeah, staccato yeah, string. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of very psycho. Very, like, yeah. So it's... And, and it's, Ari Aster, the same director as Hereditary, so... Yes, yes, isn't it? The same director, Same right? director. This is going to be a very good movie. It's going to be... Hereditary, it's very hard to make horror movies these days because people have been decent. It takes a lot to scare people. Yeah, but we have been on a horror streak recently. We've seen some really good horror movies come out the last sort of I'd say two three years two yeah, yeah. not very about five years maybe five years because because you had like the the Conjuring and stuff like that yeah to me those are still so I did this once I, I know we've got less than a couple of minutes yeah. but I did this exercise I watched one of those Conjuring movies what I did was before a horror scene I just turn off the volume and I'm not lying guys I'm not lying it turned from a horror film to a comedy. 
seriously just because the volume was switched off so some of the things that were happening were not they just looked comical no there's there is an element of old school horror in them but i like the suspense that james Wan brought out in those movies which the spin-off movies of the conjuring haven't really done you know that the annabelle movies and stuff yeah they for me they didn't capture the magic that the conjuring movies did especially that first one that is the second one to me was the scariest movie i've i've seen in a long time like i live you know I, i live on my own and sometimes I don't get scared. You can't if when you live on your own, you shouldn't get scared because you can't get scared. You won't live survive the night. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So nothing scares me. But I watched that film, the second one, and that was the first time I was I watched a film and I go home to sleep and I was scared. Like and I was really scared. Last of the I want I want to do the same with this movie Midsummer. I yeah. I want to literally go out to like a field and be like Oh yeah. <laughs> I think this is this, this film's going to get me. If you liked Get Out and you liked Us, I think you like this film. Yeah. And if you liked Wicker Man, it Wicker has Man, that Wicker Man. If you yeah, like those movies, those I kind think, of I think, occultic movies that deal with a cult, this one's for you. The, what I like about these type of movies though is that it's mature horror storytelling. Yeah. It's not just a jump, jump scare, scare. Yeah. you know, a monster goes boo in the night. This it look it's dealing with psychological issues as well. Yeah. Uh which and what I really liked about Hereditary was the way it's focused on family mm. and the weird things that families can do sometimes and I think the reason why such movies are so pungent is because relatable. Relatable, exactly. The it's not a monster. We all know monsters don't exist. So when we see a movie with a monster we're like, yeah, CGI. It's probably somebody in a costume yeah. doing that. But when we see what human beings can do and we know this level of evil resides in our society today it brings it home and it makes it extremely horrific but yeah it's going to be a good one so it's called midsummer check it out on youtube yeah you will not be disappointed it's probably is named after the midsummer that shakespeare um book midsummer is it midsummer something yeah anyway i'm not sure <laughs> right i that will be all for us today guys uh this has been a really good episode actually we've talked about quite a lot Uh next week we'll be back to our usual show with a movie review and the movie is already out but next week we're going to be reviewing John Wick 3. I can't tell you how excited I am to watch this film. Honestly, the reviews have been amazing. Like I'm not even kidding. Loads of people are saying this is the best one. Wow. And for a third um, a third movie. Wow. to do that considering how good 1 and 2 were yeah 1 and 2 now i love 2 i i thought 1 was slightly better than 2 i still love 2 but i just want more of this world i and and man they're killing it they're just absolutely killing it you tell me since the matrix have you seen a good action movie as john wick since the matrix hmm let me think for a second apart oh okay i'll give you a mad max Yeah, Mad Max Mad was Ma- good. Yeah, Mad Max. Mad Max was good. But I would say apart from Mad Max mm. and the straight um action movie that you're just following this one guy, I don't think I've seen one as good since yeah, like you the do Matrix. Have, yeah, you do have a point there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, probably some one or two will come to my head, but yeah, you're but right. Just it's the choreography really of this no, stuff cor- alone is so so good, man. Because they're using proper fighting techniques. They're not yes. doing it for Hollywood. Hollywood. It's actually if you watch this with somebody, I, I mean, if you watch this with someone who's into taekwondo, you will see he recognizes a lot of There's a lot of moves in moves, there. Yeah. yeah. And I like that I, I you know, I'm into karate and I like that when I see it in movies I recognize the techniques the moves and I can literally say 
after this he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that so it's really good and that's what john wick they've done with the choreography in john wick i think that's why it's so good because it's real yeah well that brings us to the end of our show but before we sign off nd where can the lovely people out there find you find me on twitter at unduaj which is n-d-u-a-j and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And you can also find us, Film7, on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. And also tweet us out on Twitter at Film7 Podcasts. But until next week, guys, stay sweaty, be nice to each other. Goodbye.